Welcome to the On Target Living Podcast, a place where health and human performance meet. I think the goal, the outcome is how do you give more? You're thinking, well, I'm already doing a lot. No, doing and giving are completely different. What giving is is true fulfillment. When we feel like we're giving our best, whether that's to our family members, whether that's to our colleagues, whether that's to our work or community. And here are your hosts, Chris Johnson, Matt Johnson, Kristen Brogan. Hey everyone, it's Matt Johnson, and thanks for tuning in to the Ontario Living Podcast. Kristen's just getting back in the swing of things. We're in the process of recording some new content with Chris, myself, and Kristen. But I thought until we release our next podcast, I thought I'd share with you a keynote I did, a follow-up keynote on bringing your best self. And I think everyone's trying to bring their best self every day. And so listen along for the next 50 minutes. I shared with the group as a follow-up how you can think about bringing your best self, whether it's to work, with your kids, with your family, and your passions and your hobbies, just how to show up every day, feeling your best, and bringing your best self. When we were talking about what am I going to come back and talk about? I think what Ashley was kind of getting at, it's not always what we know or say, it's what we do. How many walked away doing one or two things from August? How many are continuing those one or two things? <laughs> Here's the point. I think everybody wants things, but as we get busy, as we have things in our life, as work or personal life get in the way, we sometimes lose some of these habits. I'm coming back today because it's really about habits. It's not about motivation. It's not about some diet or trend or something that you can just plug and play. It's about how do we continue to build some of these habits. And I'm gonna go, go down this path, but the goal today is how do you bring your best self? And I didn't put the word work after that. Because I do think the goal is how do you bring your best self to work, but work life is more blurred than it's ever been. Anyone feel that way? And so I'm not talking about bringing your best self just to work. I'm talking about bringing your best self every single day. And if we can get in some of these habits, you don't have to turn it on or turn it off. It just will come naturally. Last time I was here, I talked about capacity. I think everybody's running out of space in life. And I'm going to talk about technology, and I'm going to talk about our phones, and I'm going to talk about focus, distraction. But if we can think about some of the things we talked about, I'm going to continue to build today. But before we begin, if you could just write down a couple things. What do you want? How many want to lose weight? That's such a, that's such a uh, thing that people want, but yet it's never the thing that moves them to lose the weight. You know that? Weight itself is not a motivator, it's not a reason why, but it's something that we want. I want you to write down what are, the, what are the one or two things you want to bring your best self every day? Anybody want to sleep better? Anybody want to come into work at 8.30 and actually have energy and not have to wait till about 11.30 when the coffee and whatever I was taking kicks in? So I want you to write that down today because you have a piece of paper, it's focus and energy, two sides. I'm gonna give you all the tactics, but it comes down to self-awareness. Again, same thing Ashley's talking about. What do you really want? And sometimes we don't even know what's possible. Energy, does anyone know how you measure energy? Human energy? Anybody think it's important? It's the most unmeasurable thing that we believe as a society, as a culture, as a human race, that we want energy, but it's not measurable. So some of us are walking around thinking this must be the only way I can have energy or this must be my maximum energy. 
And so many times we have to self-correct. Do my homework and I'd act like I got itchy just to get out of it. The problem with focus is most people think they either have it or they don't. What's a skill? A skill is something that we have to develop. Some of us actually have more of that skill and some of us don't, but doesn't mean that we can't. In the future and currently today, as things get faster, more technology, more distractions, this will become even more important. How many have heard this uh, concept called knowledge worker? You guys know you're a knowledge worker? You're not paid to do much manual labor. You're not moving things physically all day. It's really about your mind. And so as we've adapted and evolved into this knowledge worker, it is so much more important to have that focus because it directs our performance. The second pillar is energy. I talked about it, it's your most precious commodity. How many want more time? Anybody want more time? I'm gonna show you some areas in your life you actually have way more time than you actually realize, but it's that energy, it's what you're doing over that time that matters the most. And I'm gonna give you some strategies in that area. But bring in your best self, and I wanted to show this right off the bat because I think when you do something as a, a, a team in your workplace, it's about work. But as it's blurred, and I think that's why uh, the di diversity and inclusion conversation, all these things are so important today, it's, it's super blurred. You're doing things at work that you, sh you know, are personal. You're doing stuff at home. How many have computers, uh, state of Michigan computers, or cell phones, or something that you're accessing outside of work? That will continue to increase because we're connected. So the work-life balance piece, that 50-50, it doesn't exist, but we have to accept it. So that, that ebb and flow between work and life, that's how we have to think about bringing our best self. I talked about these pillars. These are the pillars that I believe that we have control over every single day. And I picked up something Ashley said is that we prepare most of our life for work, whether it's before work, during work, after work, and so if we can think about some of these things that we do, that we can control, it will allow us to bring our best self. But let's talk about focus. How many of you know that you touch your phone uh, 2,586 times a day, swipe, look, or touch your phone 2,587 times a day? That's if you're a mild user. A high user is doing about 5,000 touches, swipes, looks, grabs, however your phone works. And so the way we're working, the way we're living has drastically changed and one of the downsides is our focus. Our attention span went from 2008 to 12 seconds to currently today less than 8 seconds. It's harder for us to pay attention because there's so much more information coming our way. So I have this laser. How does a laser work? It takes energy, light, and the more refined it gets, the more powerful it is. The challenge we have in our workplaces, in our communities, in our relationships, is we're multitasking. We're all over the board. So focus is doing 15 things at once, or lack of focus is doing 15 things at once and expecting a, a good result. How a laser works is how can I get as specific as possible to a particular point to go as deep. So I looked at uh, you know, Governor Whitmer's kind of agenda, and as she's talking about focus, she wants you to do less, but do it better. And I think that gives you a sense of maybe I don't have as much on my plate as maybe I think. 
what are those one or two things that I should be focusing on a little bit more? Anybody feel that way? If you could only narrow it down, what are those one or two things every single day that I need to work on? Because emails and texts and distractions and coworkers and problems and challenges, those will always be there. But if we have that focus, it's easier to navigate. So, you know, I, I, again, I think uh, a lot of the stuff that I learned sitting in the first hour of this uh, day was our mind controls a lot of things that we don't know. Ashley was talking about subconscious. I didn't know she was going to talk about it at all, and that's where I'm going today. Subconscious is where most of our habits live. Some of you raise your hand, I want better energy. Some of you raise your hand, I want to be able to sleep. These are habits that we sometimes don't realize we have control over. So this is how the mind works. You got three layers, conscious. This is choice. This takes a lot of energy. So we have to think about what we're gonna do. We have to uh, really pay attention to it. It uses more energy. And then subconscious is what naturally we do, naturally fall into. So if we're constantly checking our phone every time it, a text comes up, or we got the notification for our email, that's just a habit but we consciously can change that habit. Subconsciously are where habits live, consciously are where you change habits. This is called being present. Anybody feel like being present's harder than it's ever been? So I was reading this book, and the book was talking about when most people go out in nature, they don't give themselves enough time to appreciate nature, because what are they doing? What are most people doing, including myself? Got my phone, so I'm taking the walk, and you know, it's going well. Three steps in, well, I gotta check social media. 15 minutes later, I didn't realize I was on social media while outside the whole time or checking emails or surfing the internet. So our subconscious is what controls our habits, our conscious efforts. These are the things we think about. Being present can change that subconscious. Here's the most amazing thing. This unconscious mind, this is where most of our answers live but we only can tap into that if we're consciously trying to develop better habits. So I'm gonna give you three tactics when it comes to focus today, kind of building off some of the stuff we talked about in August, but the first one is your nose, your breathing, is your nervous system switchboard. Mental health is a huge issue in our country. People aren't having what they need on a daily basis to perform at their best. So what the nose does is it actually is a switchboard. It kind of can control the way your nervous system is reacting. How many of you have been driving and someone cuts you off? What happens to your breathing? You usually hold your breath and you get angry. When you release your breath, that's when uh, deflated, that's the opposite of it. So when we get angry, we hold our breath. When we are trying to like settle ourselves down, we release our breath. So here's, I'm gonna give you a practice. This is called nostril breathing. I want you to take your index finger and your thumb, and you're gonna put your index finger on your left nostril, if you're right-handed, and your thumb on your right nostril. Don't block them yet. I want you to inhale through your left, exhale through your left, and you're like, that's hard. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to close your right with your thumb. Inhale now through your left. Exhale through your left. Now close your left, open your right. Inhale through your right. Exhale through your right. We're gonna do this three times each side. Inhale. You're saying, Matt, one side's clogged. I'll get to that in a second. Exhale. What we're looking for is an even about three seconds each breath. Switch sides, three breaths aside. 
Exhale. One more. Inhale through your left. Exhale through your left. Close your left, open your right. Okay, you can stop. That is a skill that's a practice that seems so simple. Well, it's free. Humans don't like free, simple things. They want complex, expensive things because that, that must be what works. What you just did there is consciously changed your attention. You're having a bad day. You can't focus. You have too many things going up, going on. That takes 30 seconds, three breaths each side to change the way your nervous system is functioning. Some of you are saying, I had a clogged right nostril. How many had a clogged right nostril? That means you're in parasympathetic. You're kind of calm right now. How many had a, a clogged left nostril? That means you're in sympathetic. You're a little bit wound up today. And if you have both nostrils open, that's the goal. It's called balance. Have you ever tried this before? Here's what I want you to do. Just write yourself the little note. The next time you feel like you can't focus, you have too much on your plate, there's, your kids are running around driving you crazy, what if you just stopped and changed the way you breathe? When we get stressed, we become mouth breathers and chest breathers. Using your nose and your diaphragm allows you to manage this stress. This is critical, this is a game changer. This is called your nervous system switchboard. This is how your diaphragm works when you're activating it. It's a muscle. So if you snore at night or if you uh, can't sleep at night because you're having trouble breathing or if you feel like you're heavily stressed, it's a good chance that you're not using this diaphragm. And we'll end today with a couple exercises on that. The science of it, because you need to know the science of it. You got two sides of the equation. Sympathetic. Anybody know what that is? Fight or flight? Heard about that? The other side is called parasympathetic. This is called rest and digest. What's a big issue we're having in our country? Sleep. <coughs> Digestive issues. Could it be connected to the high levels of stress most of us live in? If you're not in the parasympathetic, it's impossible to properly digest food. So when I'm working with people from a food standpoint, sometimes they think I got digestive issues must be related to food. Many times it's related to their stress level. So think about that if that's something that you're struggling with. So here's how the science works. When you use the diaphragm, attaches to this vagus nerve, goes up into the brain and says, it's okay to be in parasympathetic nervous system. What I say when someone cuts you off, you become a chest breather, you hold your breath, you don't use your diaphragm, you go in this fight or flight without you knowing. If you feel like you're doing that consciously, if you can practice this, your body will automatically develop that habit. The second piece of science is when you use your chest, you have these nerves in your lungs called the Herring-Brewer reflex. Whether you know it or not, you trigger this sympathetic nervous system. The number one thing breaking us down from a health standpoint in our country is stress and it's the lack of coping with stress. It's not the stressor like the coworker or the colleague or the spouse or something financially happening. It's our reaction to that stress. But as I've done this for a long time and I've worked with many people, uh, you could categorize it as mental health issues, you could categorize it as uh, a nervous system imbalance. This is kind of what happens when we're not present and many of us are on a daily basis, but if we can never self-correct or know when we're not, uh, not as present, this is what happens when you're constantly in the future, you create this thing called anxiety. So if someone was holding a gun at your head, what are we fearful of? Why? 
But just holding a gun at your head isn't really the fear, correct? Because it could not, maybe there's no bullets in there. Maybe it's a fake gun. So our fear, our anxiety happens of what we think is going to happen in the future. Most of our stress in life is not real. It's perceived. Many of the things that we think are going to happen, we're going to go into work and this is going to happen, it's going to be a disaster, end up not happening. But they create high levels of anxiety. From where I stand today, we're suffering with anxiety because we're constantly thinking about the future. All social media is is the future. We're thinking about something else that's not currently real. It means that we have to start using these resources a little different way. Not that we have to eliminate. We have to realize that if we feel this, we have to realize we got to get back into this present. Depression means that we're constantly living in the past, thinking about what happened in the past, what we could have done differently. Neither one you can control. You can't control the future, can't control the past. So practice that nostril breathing, that's one tool. I'll give you some more tools. The more that we can be present on a daily basis, we start to eliminate some of these issues. Now there's many reasons people have depression and anxiety, but this is the core baseline of how it works. Anxiety is fear of the future. Depression is something that happened in the past that you're worrying about. And so if we have either one, we have to realize how do we become more present? Changing how you breathe is called breath awareness, and we'll do this at the end. If you're just focusing on your breath, you really can't think of anything else. That's what being truly present, and that's what being an active listener truly requires is being present. Anybody ever uh, been in a conversation you're thinking about what to say next? That's the future. It's very hard for us, but as we've hypersped this information, we can't turn off our mind to do that, so we have to realize we have to practice it. Second tactic is we have to cancel the noise. There's so much noise. Anybody felt like life was easier without some of this noise? Well, here's something interesting. This is a, a study done in Norway, and I know it's a little dark, but on the left here, or the right if you're uh, the way I'm facing, you have our current TV or media. And then on the right, they did this experiment called slow TV. And what slow TV is this uh, helicopter or airplane or train, they have many videos, and it literally is 18 hours of that on the right. They didn't know what was gonna happen. What do you think happened? Three million people watched this thing for 18 hours. <laughs> because it gave them a release from the thing on the left. Slow TV on the right, noise, chaos on the left. The way our media is created is how do I grab your attention? What we have to search for, and we're gonna have to search for it more and uh, more frequently, is how do we allow ourselves to get away from some of this noise? So I'm gonna give you a couple things to look at. I talked about time, white space. In 1940, we had a lot of time, a lot of space, all the way up until 2006, 2007, and then the iPhone smartphones get created, and we start to lose some of this time. So when you tell me that you're missing time, what really you're missing is this thing called white space. This is what matters to you. These are your relationships, these are your hobbies, these are your passions. This is your most important stuff in life. At the end of your life, the only thing you're gonna talk about is what happens in that white space. Challenges today in 2019, we're averaging less than one hour of white space. A big chunk of our time is being consumed by technology, optional technology, screen time. 
we work, we're sleeping less than seven hours, we're working a little bit more, we have less time to do all the things that maybe allow us to bring our best self to work, and then oh, we spend a lot of our time in this white space. So I was here in August, and some of you took some things away. This time I really want you to focus on this. How many want more space? How many have given yourself space? How many need that like mom time or dad time or me time? This is what today is about. It's about bringing your best self and it starts with you. It's not about what we're gonna do from a, you know, you learned about diversity inclusion and you can talk about communication and leadership, but sometimes it starts with what do we need to do to allow ourselves to be our best? When's the last time you plugged in a massage? Half day vacation. I'll talk about, uh, you know, I've talked about walking in nature. Epsom salts and, uh, as a bath, and I'll talk about the science of that. Cold shower, movies, belly breathing, whatever your white space is. Maybe it's getting a pedicure. But using this as a tool, as a strategy, as a habit versus maybe I'll get to it later. Because the way that we bring our best self every day is think and plan what do we need to do to bring our best self. White space to me is the missing element in our society because we are always worried about, well, if I do nothing, then I'm lazy, or I got other stuff to do. The reality is if we give ourselves more space, we can do whatever we need to do that much better. So we're doing a lot of stuff, and we're not doing it very well, versus how do we do fewer, uh, but do a little more intention. This isn't to scare you, this isn't to uh, get you to look at your phone more, but on your phone, if you have an iPhone, we're starting to sh track screen time. This is just a rule of thumb. You really need to be under three hours of screen time a day. Ideally, it's less than two hours. You can set this up. It will tell you what devices you're using. This is a self-awareness tool. Many people don't even realize what they're uh, using these devices. Some of you are looking at your phones right now. We won't quiz you on that. But this is, these are features. The reason why they're bringing this because we do know that we're using these devices not the most positive way for us emotionally and physically from a health and well-being. The last piece is practice, and on your handout, you have the focus and energy handout. There's so many things that we can talk about, but the blue light that phones give off when you're sleeping or in bed or trying to settle down will prevent you from sleeping and settling down the things that you want. So we have to practice these things because it's a habit to check our phones in bed. When's the last time you stopped at a traffic light or you were in a traffic jam and you didn't react to look at your phone. So what they're studying now is it's one of the most addictive things is our cell phone. But it's different, it's not chemical addiction. So you got drug addiction, that's chemical addiction. This is about attraction addiction. So our mind wants information. But so my practice strategy for you is, can you practice the next time you stop at the stoplight consciously and say, I'm not gonna look at my phone. The more you do these little things, it will start to add up and you'll realize, I'm not missing anything at all and my life actually gets better. But because there's no or manual, no one taught us how to use these powerful tools, we fall into the addictive nature of them. Here's what I want you to do in your workday though. How do we plan little periods of rest? Anybody think about this today? Anybody plan their rest for today? This isn't about physically just taking a nap or you know disconnecting. It's about how to give my mind a break. You guys are knowledge workers. This thing is on at all times. And so if you're not allowing yourself to give yourself a break, it's gonna be hard for you to be at your highest level, bringing your best self. 
So the way that we're working, and many of us do work, is we just kind of go at a steady state and wait until it's time to go or a lunch break or some other thing that comes up in our day to break it up. But the way to peak performance, the way to bring your best self is how do I have smaller periods where I'm unplugging, stepping away so that I can go back and give a little bit better effort. The human brain only has about 90 minutes of maximum focus. So we're already over that time. I apologize, that's why I did the exercise. But 90 minutes, so we have to give ourselves some of these breaks. You go to our website, though, there's other strategies. I'm gonna talk about breathing a little bit more. I'm gonna talk about sleep. I talked about white space. I'm gonna end with a small meditation. Anybody uh, done meditation, some type of meditation? Anybody fearful of meditation, think it's kinda goofy? You're not gonna raise your hand if you, you do. <laughs> the trick with meditation is I think we're so, it's either one way or no way. All meditation is is allowing the brain to be present. You can do it many different ways. I'm gonna give you a five minute way to meditate before we leave. The second piece, the second requirement for bringing your best self is energy. Where do you get energy, anybody know? This was a trick, it's not sleep. You get your energy from food. Humans get their energy from food, it's called calories. Calories create energy. Now there's some good calories and bad calories that will start to change your energy. What sleep does is it allows you to reset chemically. And so many people struggle with sleep. I just wanted to highlight this before I moved into the eating. But a key takeaway, if you struggle with sleep, it's a good chance that you're not deficient or you're deficient in magnesium. How many of you fall asleep but can't stay asleep? You know, sometimes things come on, you know, we're thinking about what we have to do the next day. But if you can't stay asleep, it's a good chance your adrenals aren't supported by this mineral called magnesium. Here's what you do. I know some of you have heard this before, but it's not what you know, it's what you do. If you're struggling to stay asleep, you get these cheap Epsom salts. You can get them anywhere. You get a foot bath or you can take a full bath. One cup of Epsom salts is pure magnesium. Absorbs through the skin. Do that for 20 minutes twice a week. You'll sleep through the night better than you have in a long time because it's a good chance that you're deficient in magnesium. Raise your hand again if you want to sleep through the night. If you're not sleeping through the night, try this. All you can do is try this. If it works, then you know that it's something that you can continue. If it doesn't, then we go and say, well, what else can we do? Epsom salts are a great way to improve sleep. The second challenge is people can't fall asleep at the right time. We have this circadian rhythm. Anybody ever heard of circadian rhythm? Circadian rhythm has a short window. And then you got this other thing called sleep pressure. When those things line up, you fall asleep right when you want to fall asleep. If you miss that window, it's very hard to fall asleep. What happens as you age is that window actually wants to get earlier. Most people as they age stay up later. They miss that window to fall asleep. Good reason why is anytime you look at your device, it's gonna delay your circadian rhythm by about 90 minutes. So if you're looking at your phone, your email, maybe you're watching a movie, not, try to do that 30 minutes prior so your body can unwind so that you can fall asleep. Those are the two issues I see, staying asleep and falling asleep. But the big problem from an energy standpoint in our culture is this, let's make up for it later. It's called manufactured energy. Energy drinks, coffee, stimulants, and the back of your sheet, you got some energy uh, tactics. I'm not telling you never to drink coffee, I'm not telling you to never drink soda pop, but using these as energy 
is that fake artificial energy. And so you're gonna have to make up for it later. So the, I really am preaching something where, how do I give you your natural energy potential? Here's kind of the steps here. Hydration, superfoods, upgrading your food, and then we'll get into calories and 80-20 rule. Five of you weren't here in August, the rest of you got to try the cod liver oil. I'm bringing it back today because it scares people. You're still scared about it. But this is one of the superfoods that really we're missing in our diet. It's called omega-3 fatty acids. Anybody taking an omega-3 fatty acid supplement? So there's three kinds of omega-3 fatty acids. There's fish oil, which is uh, sardines and anchovies. You got krill. And then you got cod. The reason I recommend cod liver oil in Michigan is it has D3 naturally. What haven't we got for the last six months and probably won't get for another couple months? D3 is one of the most, uh, it's the most important nutrient that we're deficient in. Cod liver oil has it naturally. So the point is, as many of you are taking omega-3, 95% of our society is deficient. The cod liver oil has a D3 and the omega-3s. You're talking about focus, you're talking about energy, you're talking about skin, you're talking about calming the body. If you don't have this omega-3, it's very hard for that body to optimize. Three ways you can get it. Some type of fish oil, we recommend the cod liver oil. You got chia seeds and flax seeds. You gotta grind the flax seeds. In a perfect combination, these will give you the amount uh, of omega-3s that you need on a daily basis. Why do we need these, Matt? Why, what's, what's changing our food system? Many people talk about eating clean. Sometimes it gets annoying. Anybody get annoyed by when people are talking about eating clean or they're food prepping or, it's not always about eliminating what you're eating. That's what most diets are about, what not to eat. The challenge that we have as, as Americans is we're actually eating a lot more food but we're not getting the right nutrients. It's more about what we're not getting. That's what omega-3 is. It's a nutrient that we're not getting that if we add it, can allow that body to work in harmony. The last uh, piece from a superfoods or anything high in green will give you an energy boost. We don't eat enough greens. Greens have chlorophyll. Greens give us that natural energy. I didn't show you this last time, but you're saying, well, how do I upgrade what I'm eating? You read a label. The nutritional facts, the calories, these things don't really matter. It's what's in the ingredients. So here's how I want to teach you this. First rule is less is best. Oatmeal, there's no added minerals, there's no other artificial flavors, they don't have to tell you how many calories or grams of sugar because all it is is rolled oats. This blueberry crisp cereal, they got corn and sugar and 32 other ingredients and then they have to add back in what they stripped out in the first place. Go ahead. What, what about steel cut? What's the difference? Yeah, uh, let me answer that right after this. Great question. So the first rule is less is best. You're trying to, hey, I wanna eat a little bit better. I wanna like what I'm eating. Well, how do you do that? Well, if I'm comparing a cereal to a cereal, I'm gonna read the ingredients. The second thing we look for is no high fructose corn syrup, and what you're looking for here is processed sugar. Processed sugar, sugar is not bad. Processed sugar is what gets us into trouble. If you're eating an apple, it's gonna have 26 grams of sugar. You're eating blueberry crisp cereal. I don't think there's even blueberries. Oh, natural blueberry flavoring. So the sugar is artificial. This third item you look for is no partially hydrogenated oil. This is a trans fat. Your kids, your family members, your community members, we want to avoid this because this will uh, wreak havoc on the body. They put this into products to increase the shelf life. And down here, sorry, I go.
At the bottom, if you can't read it, you probably shouldn't eat it. So what happens, <laughs> when you remove nutrients, you have to legally add them back in. These are synthetic uh, minerals and vitamins. So oatmeal has all these minerals and vitamins. They don't have to list them because they're natural. When you add them back in and you don't know what they say, that means that they're a synthetic artificial. So the uh, lady asked about oatmeal, rolled oats. Here's what happens with oatmeal. Oat groats is the first thing of oatmeal. You go out on the field, you cut it, it's called oat groats. Anybody ever heard of oat groats? It takes about an hour and a half to cook. Nobody really has time for an hour and a half of that. They either cut it, steel cut, or they roll it, rolled oats. Steel cut, rolled oats, very beneficial. Just a little different. Steel cut take a little longer. Same benefit. Instant oatmeal is different. It's thinly sliced, chopped up so that it absorbs the liquid much faster. So we want to avoid the processing. And then you're saying, well, I only thought there was maple and brown sugar oatmeal. What, what am I missing here? So that instant maple and brown sugar, that's a very processed oatmeal. The last rule of thumb is the 80-20 rule. You're going to get a food target if you haven't had it, and if you have it, bring it back out or look at it again. It's not about being perfect. It's actually about how do I do little things that add up over time to make big results. It's called the 80-20 rule. If you eat pretty good for 80% of the time, you don't have to worry about the other 20. What I see over and over again is people start 100% all in and they end tomorrow because it's not sustainable. When you're thinking about your energy and your weight and bringing your best self every day and how do I have the most amount of stamina, it's giving yourself 80% of the fuel that you need the other 20 you're not worried as, as much. This is how you make this a sustainable lifestyle versus a start and stop. The last piece to understand here is the gut-brain connection. We have issues with focus. People aren't able to handle their emotions maybe like they want. When you have a healthy gut, it equals healthy digestion. When you have healthy digestion, then you can have a healthy brain. Many people I work with that struggle with this disconnect don't realize what you eat impacts how you feel, how you think. How do we feel on Thanksgiving? We feel motivated. We feel like we're very like, you know, our conscious mind is on high alert. We're able to articulate and uh, conversate. No, so when we understand that when we have a healthy gut and, and we're having issues with gut issues, a lot of medications, a lot of antibiotics that screw with our gut. It's really hard for us to have a healthy brain. I work with a lot of children that have ADHD and when we can clean up their gut, they start to realize that their brain will, will be uh, able to do what it's meant to do. Many people just go after the, the symptom, say how do we attack the brain, and many times it's much more uh, connected than we think. From a movement standpoint, you know, there's different ways to exercise. You got cardio and strength training. What I see most people missing is just a baseline of movement. You know, they're not moving on a daily basis. Are you moving at work? You know, are you walking? Are you stretching? Or are you just sitting all day? Because if you sit all day, you're, you're going to get tight. You're not going to be able to move. On the back of the target, as you remember, we have this dynamic warm-up. That's what I took you through today. Takes two minutes. Nobody got hurt. But it's a habit. You got to think about it. The challenge with allowing yourself to have space is that we don't know when is the right time. You know, I planned to do this when I got home, but you know, as uh, the saying goes, something hit the fan. 
or something came up out of the blue. So we have to protect this. It's something we can do at any, in any place, at any time. It requires us to just change our attention on our breathing. That took five minutes. But it's hard, it's hard to add it into our day. So here's the key points leaving here today and I'll open up for some questions. Your most important skill is focus. It's not the most interesting topic. Some of you probably have never thought about focus. How many have taken a focus class before? How many want better focus though? Or maybe are interested in what that even feels like? The second piece is your most precious commodity is energy. If you're not thinking about building your energy, it will be taken away. You know, we have more processed foods, we have more meetings, more things on our plate, and so we have to think every single day, how do I add more energy to my container? Your best tool, this is very simple, is how you breathe. I showed you ways to change how you breathe and the food that you're putting in your body. The more center of the target, high octane fuel, the more energy you're gonna have. If you're trying to use manufactured energy or manufactured food to give you energy, it's gonna be a very superficial type of energy. But this is what I really think giving your best self is. And when I was talking to Ann and trying to think, what, what do I wanna to bring to you today? The outcome is, how do you give more? You're thinking, well, I'm already doing a lot. No, doing and giving are completely different. What giving is is true fulfillment. When we feel like we're giving our best, whether that's to our family members, whether that's to our colleagues, whether that's to our work or community. And as I've been doing this a long time, the key is, is if we take care of ourselves first. Think about how do we bring our best self every single day. Some days won't be our best self, but we're thinking about how do we do it. You're able to give that much more. And so that's what I want you to think about. How do you give more on a daily basis? You have to prioritize yourself first from taking care of yourself so that when you're needed, you actually have the, the range to do that. Here's my email if you have any questions like I uh, have given before. If you want to um, you know, do some of the superfoods that we talked about, I gave you this coupon last time. It's called Superfoods 20. Use that for 20% off. We have free podcasts, ways to connect with us because this is a habitual journey. Today you might be thinking, how do I lose weight? And tomorrow you're like, well, I didn't even realize I had a sleep issue. You know, They talked about sleep. What do I need to now learn about that? Or, um, you know, I'm interested in exercise. What's a beginner's way to get some movement? So use us as a resource. What questions do you have before I wrap up with the story? Go ahead. How often do you need to stretch? When you're at work. At, say that. When you're, at work. when you're at work? Well, how often are you sitting? Here's what I want you to think about. Think about 90 minute chunks. If you're sitting for over 90 minutes, unless you have to, you gotta get up and move the body. And I, my first job out of college, I worked at an insurance company, and my job was the water boy. So I was getting people water, because what I realized is people weren't drinking water, it wasn't that they didn't want to, they just weren't getting out of their chair to fill their water back up. So think about 90 minutes, that's the maximum I want you to sit, and maybe when you get up, you're just doing a couple nice, easy movements, maybe getting the body activated, because when you sit, you're in flexion, and the body's gonna get tight. And again, back to a habit, as we get busy, we forget about that we need to get out of our chair and move. You start doing that, you'll, your body will actually crave it. It's like water, anybody like used to not drink water, now you drink water and you realize, how did I ever go without drinking water? 
we're adaptable. We could go we could go days without drinking water and we can get used to it, but when we add it back in the body wants it more. Good question. What else? Anybody have questions about weight loss? Diets, trends, what works, what doesn't work? You had a question. Foam roller? So the foam roller is really aligning the spine. So there's many ways to use it. You can roll out your muscles. So it's called your myofascial release. I'm just talking about lining up the spine. So your, your tailbone, your head. I'll have one up here, you guys can try it. You're just laying on it, palms up, and it's allowing that spine to be lined up. Maybe you're gonna find that you have, t most people take their pressure right into their shoulders and neck. This allows that shoulder and neck to be relaxed. It's very hard to be relaxed standing. So this allows you to get into that relaxation. Just another way to allow the body just to decompress. Try that. How long do you lay on there? <clears throat> However long you can tolerate. So here's what happens. When people have really tight shoulders or maybe they had a shoulder injury or maybe lower back, you know, maybe 30 seconds. As you get used to this, you should be able to lay on it comfortably uh, three to five minutes. Some people have different spines and different muscular skeletal alignment, so it just depends, but three to five minutes is typical. You don't need much more than that either. You know, there, there's a rule that putting in more time isn't always better. When it, when it comes to exercise, it's really, it's not about more time. It's about more efficient time. It's a good question. What else? How do you, I knew I had to trigger that, because everyone's thinking that, how do I lose weight? Well, there's many ways to lose weight. The number one trend is how do I restrict calories and burn more calories than I'm consuming? But it's not that simple, because the calories depend on the quality. You could restrict calories only in 1,500, 1,200 calories, but if it's the wrong type of calories, you have these things called hormones, and your hormones don't support the weight loss. You ever heard about working against yourself versus working with yourself? What most diets do is they work against yourself. So you restrict calories, work out more, lose some weight, and then you plateau. So the key is, from a weight loss standpoint, if you give yourself that good fuel, your body, your hormones start to operate more efficiently. The challenge with weight loss is usually the last thing to change. Your skin will get better, you're sleeping better, you're, you're, you know, all these things that you care about, energy, focus, but you haven't lost weight, and that's when people say, well, that must not be working. So the number one way, the trend right now, is to restrict carbohydrates to lose weight because it works instantly because carbohydrates hold on to what? What do carbohydrates hold on to? Water. If you eliminate water and carbohydrates, you'll lose weight. So the key, that I, guess, I guess the only thing I can say from a weight loss standpoint is it's about the balance. And if your body's working in harmony, you'll find that weight that's actually sustainable that you should be at. So don't think about my only objective is to lose weight, my objective is how do I get healthier. And we have many, many resources on weight loss. Can you just one more time really quick summarize the benefit of that nose trick? What does it accomplish? Great, great question. So the nose trick is that you have two nostrils. The right, if you're using the right, is a sympathetic dominant. So you're going to use that when you're stressed, that right side. The left side is parasympathetic dominant. Combination that's balance. 
Your nose is actually, there's a lot of neurons in your nose cavity. When you breathe properly, your system automatically corrects because it's signaling to the nerves. When we get stressed or when we get angry, we rely on the, the mouth, shallow. And that triggers us into this kind of stressful situation. So you're kind of just short-circuiting the body into calming it down. And how many felt like it was hard to follow the uh, breathing when I, we were doing the meditation? When you restrict it to one nostril, it's much more focused. It's like that laser beam. So it's a great tool to show you the power of the nose. The nose? No. No. And it changes. So it's not that you're dominant today. Literally, if you change your head or you lean a different way, it can change. Uh, what you want is you want both of them to be open, ideally. Give your kids this tool. You know, my, my son, he's you know, going to be three. Sometimes he gets angry and wants to bite the other kids. I teach him you got to change how you breathe. And again, it's a skill, and we're not taught that skill. And, and in our world, it's actually more important than ever. He had a question in the back. Then I would practice using that nose. So you, you only really need the mouth for like uh, survival type breathing, whether you're running, you need more oxygen. If you're relying on it, you're not getting the most efficient oxygen. So that's why people snore is they're using their mouth and it's just not an efficient way to breathe. Most efficient way is through the nose. Some people have some restrictions, that's a whole different conversation, but most people it's just a habitual habit. Okay, I'll end with a story, get you guys out of here. Thanks for your energy and patience. I'll have this up here. Whoever wants it at the end can take it, okay? Whoever needs it the most can take the foam roller. Captain Sully, anybody remember this story? Landed the plane on the Hudson, 155 lives he saved. What we're talking about today, bringing your best self, really comes down to how do you have the most range when and when you don't need it. Officer Sully was probably the only uh, pilot on the planet that could have landed that plane on the Hudson. Here's why. He was a fighter pilot when he was in the Navy. So he was using these machines that go as fast as possible, the fastest aircrafts in the world. He knew how to handle all this uh, fast speed G-forces, but on the side, his hobby was to be a glider pilot. No engine. So when both engines went out and he has this big behemoth of an airplane that land on the Hudson, he had the range to land that. Every single day, we don't know what's gonna hit our play. We don't know the challenges and stresses and changes that as a team we have to go through. But the more range you give yourself when you do need it, you're not gonna get out of balance. So thinking about daily, how do I bring my best self? Because I don't know what's gonna happen later today. I don't know what I may need or not need. But thinking about how do I really add more to my container, you're not thinking about it from landing a plane on the, the Hudson, but you're thinking about a daily life. It's, it can be complex, it can be complicated, be stressful, but if you add more to your container, you're able to handle more when you need a little bit more juice. Hey, thanks for listening, and until next time, we'll see you again soon.